welcome to a special Elder Pine Brewing and Blending Showcase episode of Barutal Battle. As promised, this is another showcase episode after the one that we did with True Respite, because during that one we told you we took a trip down in that area. We were going to True Respite for a specific beer. If you haven't listened to that episode, go listen to that episode. But then we were like, what other breweries are in this area? So we looked it up, and Elder Pine Brewing and Blending was not far. It was like, what, 20 minutes or something? Yeah, 20 minutes. Yeah, so we were like, oh, um, I've we had had like one or two Elder Pine beers before, and we're like, well, let's just go see what they're all about. So we stopped in. We'll talk about our experience there at some point, but... We're going to break down all the stuff as we normally do with showcases, but you need to know there is not a lot of information because they're only a year old at this point. I think a little bit over a year right now, but they opened in 2019, so. Well, one of the beers they brewed for their anniversary, and we were there for part of their anniversary party. Yeah, yeah. It just happened that way that we were there for that, so. Um, So we're just going to jump into a beer immediately without saying much about them. So, and all four of these beers are in 16-ounce cans. Sadly, we only have two of each of them because we split with Rich. But we're not sad we split with Rich, but we're sad that we didn't pick up more for ourselves. (laughs) So anyway, so the the first beer we're doing is just cream ale. It is their cream ale. And it is 5.2% alcohol. And it says on the can, a limited offering. And all their cans, for the most part, all their cans are just, like, black. Like, pure black with, like, gold lettering. And the Elder Pine logo has, like, these old farming tools on there. It just looks classy. Just looks classy. All right. Get this open. Cut my nails recently, so it's a little harder to get these tabs up, you know? So it's just called Cremail. Yeah. There's no name. Cream ale. It's telling you exactly what it is. There's no mystery. It's a cream ale. So, yeah. Uh, Three of these beers we had, we tasted while we were there, and one of these beers we didn't. And we'll tell you which one that is. This this one we did. Mm -hmm. So, um, we're... Although, it's been, what, two weekends now since, and I don't fully remember what it tastes like, but... Pretty clear looking. Very yellowish. Yeah, yellow, clear. Got a decent head as it was poured, kind of agitated. Looks like a creamy head, really, when you swirl it up. It's real creamy. Hence cream ale, maybe? Not a lot on the nose. It's, mm, there's a, it's interesting. There's kind of like this, there's like a slight hay. There's a little bit of, like, a honey, but there's kind of, like, this darker grain-type smell. hmm You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the, you would assume that the beer would be darker because maybe the malt smells a little bit darker. It's interesting. I don't know how to describe that other than the way I did. But it and does it, smell kind of creamy. And it, that grain is in the taste, too. Like, that nondescript, just kind of grainy. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like a little bit roasted past what you would assume for a beer like this, is what I mean. Hmm. I like that flavor profile. It's just a little perplexing to me of how to most accurately describe Mm -hmm. that, you know? Hmm. Other than that, 
It's got a pretty clean finish. Yeah, it's nice and light. It's flavorful. It's got a really nice mouthfeel to it, too. It's a pretty medium mouthfeel. You would assume for a beer like this that it might be a little bit lower in body, but it's got a nice body. It, it's pretty uh, pretty considerable in the mouthfeel. Hmm. Yeah. And it's not... It's kind of easy, but it's not super easy to drink. You know, because there's a decent amount of the flavor coming through. Yeah. It's got that little bit of that hay note. It's got a decent amount of the sweet honey note with it. That hard-to-describe grainy note we were talking about, but tastes nice. Hmm. I like it. It's nice. It's easy. And I feel like, now that I sip it a little bit further, there's a little bit more of a hop character coming through in this beer than I would assume for your typical cream ale. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit more of a hop character to it. So it's like a slight hit of like a, maybe like an oranginess to okay. it. Okay. I could see that. It, I could see the orange. Yeah. It's good. I dig, I dig that cream ale. It's nice. I would drink more of that. I will drink more of that. All right, so let's talk a little bit. Like I said, they were established in 2019, so they're a very young brewery at this point. They're in Gaithersburg, Maryland. Um, and at any given time, they usually have about 19 rotating beers, up to 19 rotating beers at any time. And usually about three of their taps have nitro oh, beers really? going on. Yeah, well, at least that's the info I found hmm. on them. When we were there, I, I did see some stuff on Nitro. Okay. But uh, the stuff that we wanted to try was not on Nitro, so just so we're... Um, George Lynn is the president of, of the company, and Paul Davidson are the head... is Sorry, is the head brewer. Both of them brew. Both of them are brewers. They were brewers before they came to Elder Pine, and the other two involved in the business are David Young and Andrew Young. Yes, they are brothers, and they're and they're the ones you know financially creating the business. I believe. I now I wasn't able to suss out if all four of those guys are involved in ownership or not, but I know for sure that David and Andrew Young are. Um, so yeah, and George and Paul were had met each other prior when they were both brewing at Flying Dog Brewing. Oh. Which Flying Dog's out in Frederick, Maryland, which is Western Maryland, which if people didn't know, Flying Dog actually used to be located in Colorado. I think Denver. I might be wrong on that, but in Colorado. And then they ended up opening up Flying Dog in Maryland in Frederick to kind of brew there and get fresher beer to the East Coast. And then they eventually just 100% closed their brewery in Colorado and turned into a Maryland-only brewery, hmm. which was kind of weird. But, you know, a lot of uh, people get their get their experience, cut their teeth in brewing at Flying Dog because it's such a big brewery that distributes a lot, and they pump out a lot of beers. So, yeah. So let's move on to the next one. I told you there's not a lot of info. So this is the one that... Oh, no, never mind. I was going to say, this is the one that we haven't had. No, it's not. We we did have this one. And I believe, I think this may have been my, this was my favorite one. Yeah, it's good. Of what we had. And you wouldn't think that it would be all that awesome. 
It is called Imperial Radiance, and Imperial is spelled E-M-P-Y-R-E-A-L. Imperial Radiance, which is an oak-aged black lager. When I saw that on the tap list, I was like, we got to try it. That's such an interesting style. I mean, yeah, first of all, see it. how many brewers are doing black lagers? Yeah. Not many. So when I see that, I want to try it. And then and the oak-aged, oak I'm like, I got, I have to. Uh, and this is 6%, 6.6% alcohol. So. Yeah, my biggest regret when we were there is that we didn't try more. We just did one flight. Right. And the reason for that being that we didn't know how much we were going to end up drinking at True Respite because we hit Elder Pine first. So we wanted to make sure that we were kind of pacing ourselves properly. Did I give you a rinse? Yeah. Okay, good. Let me pour it for you here. It's very full can. I'm surprised I didn't end up with beer all over. My pores are on point lately. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So here we so go. This is dark. It is dark. Very dark. Very dark. Like it could look like a stout report or dark. Yeah. Definitely. I, I totally agree with that. Usually when you get a dark lager, it's more of a, a little bit translucent. You can see through it. It's more, you know, kind of brown, reddish, brownish. But this one, yeah, it looks like a porter or a stout. And it's even got a bit of a tan head to it with some medium-sized bubbles. So malty. Ooh, yeah, it's deep malts and just, I smell the oak. You definitely get the oak. I'm getting chocolate. Yeah, it's very chocolatey. It's like nice kind of milky chocolate mixing in with that nice wood, that oaky woodiness. I'm getting like chocolate malt. Yeah, and there's a little... There's a little toast mm -hmm. in the nose. I'm getting a little licorice. Oh, yeah, yeah. I could see that. Maybe a slight molasses in there as well. Very yeah. slight. Mm -hmm. And a little... A little maple syrup type nose as well coming through. It's very complex. There's a lot mm -hmm. going on in the nose. And a lot on the taste, too. You get... That oak is very Ooh. forward... Oh, yeah. So definitely you get a mm. nice maltiness. You get the chocolate. Yeah, you definitely get the chocolate. Now, I was saying like a milky chocolate in the nose, but it's more of like a, um, it's chocolate. more of a dark chocolate in the flavor. And I think part of that being the bitterness that gets added from that oak aspect of it is kind of turning that more to a, you know, dark chocolate. Um, it's tasting really nice. Yeah, it's very roasty. It has that little bit of that toast. I see what you're saying. I do think I get a slight licorice, black licorice in the flavor as well. Really? I'm not getting in the flavor. I just got it in the nose. I get it slightly in the flavor. But then it transitions to that chocolate. The chocolate kind of takes over after that. Um, this is really good. There's so much oak to it, mm -hmm. though. Like, you it's have really to be good... good with a lot of oak character, and I really like a nice oak character in a beer from time to time, so this is really hitting the spot. So multi-good. Mm. Yeah, I really like this beer. This beer's really nice. Really nice. Love it. Okay. So, um, this this will be interesting to you. So there, there's some interesting information. Even though I don't have a lot, there's some interesting information. Um, it's built on a family farm, which used to be a Christmas tree farm. Oh. 
So it is called elder pine because now that they don't harvest the Christmas trees, it has basically a pine forest on the property, which is what you saw behind the building when we were there. There's just a ton of pine trees behind the building. And, you know, I guess when we got there, I didn't really think about it and its connection to the name of elder pine. But then when I was doing this research, I was like, oh, that makes sense. And then you, re- you know, then I learned, oh, it was a former Christmas tree farm. Now it makes even more sense. Mm-hmm. And then they just let the, those trees just grow and stay there. So those if are you big would, trees now, when we go back, I'm wondering if it, if it, let's let's, you know, kind of take in the scenery a little bit more and notice if it feels like those trees are kind of out of place with everything else around. Yeah. Because it may, that may be the case. That dawned on me when I was thinking about this. I was like, yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. So they're, the way they're approaching beers at Elder Pine is going, focusing mainly on like classic styles, but trying to throw some sort of modern twist on it. Which is every brewery. Pretty much, yes. That's what you say for every brewery. Yes. But, I mean, look at this one. Yes, that how interesting this is, you know, it's a it's a lager, it's a dark lager, it's a dark lager aged in oak. Like they're they're finding some interesting things to do for sure, mm-hmm. based off what we've tasted. And the other thing, like we just had the cream ale, and the cream ale doesn't taste like a straight up cream ale. There's something else going on in there. So yeah, I get what they're saying. So blending is in the name of elder pine, obviously, and it's in there because they mainly use blending with sours and much like anyone who does blending with sours, it's to really get the optimal flavor to kind of take from numer- numerous barrels that the sours have been aged in and get the best flavor out of it. You know, take a little bit of the notes from this barrel, mix them with a little bit of the notes from this barrel and this barrel, and it creates the optimal flavor. So they do a lot of blending with their sours from different barrels. So yeah. And they don't just use oak barrels. They do uh, aging in some spirit barrels as well, which, you know, a lot of breweries are doing that at this point, obviously. And then the last thing I wanted to say before the next segment where after another beer we will talk about their, our experience there. Um, they were named by USA Today as last year as one of the 10 best new breweries in the U.S. Really? I'm sorry, it wasn't 2019, it was 2020. Hmm, that's cool. One of 10 best new breweries in the U.S. There are a lot of breweries popping up all the time. I wonder, so how, that, that, I wonder how that was determined. Right. I don't, well, and you know, some people listening to this may be like, USA Today, whatever, it's not a big deal. Like, how much do they really know beer? But, Still I cool. mean, yeah, no, and it totally is. To, to be able to be seen by anyone and put on a list of just 10, I mean, you got to be doing something right. Okay. So the next one is the one we have not had. Correct. Which is called Seething Cauldron, and that's their American IPA. And... It's hazy. All their IPAs were hazy. 6.8%. Yeah. And when we were trying to pick out... Because we wanted to do eight, one of their hazy IPAs since they had a bunch. Excuse me. And, um... We were talking to the bartender who was really helpful, and we were just kind of saying, look, we see that you have a bunch of hazy IPAs. We're typically not big on how hazy IPAs have been done, 
we're more of like a West Coast style IPA fan. So knowing that's what our palate is like, which of your hazy IPAs would you recommend we take with us? So she gave us two options of them and said, I would go with this one or this one. And the seething cauldron from what she described is what sounded like it would be more up our alley. So we'll find out. Jeez. Yeah, it looks super hazy. hazy. It is very yellow Mm -hmm. and just insanely hazy. Smells like a hazy. Oh my gosh. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I love the noses on hazy IPAs typically because they are some of the most amazing noses. It's just that typically the the actual flavor is so different and not even close. But this nose is, what are you getting in it? Oh, it's like hop candy. Yeah, it's really sweet. It's like candied orange. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like really candied orange. That's, I mean, that's that nose where people are like, it's that juice, brah. Pineapple. Smells like orange juice, brah. Yeah. There is a caramely, like a malty caramely note actually coming through as well, mixed in there that I really like. I'm getting some mango. Yep, definitely mango. I could see that. And a little bit of actual pine in there Mm -hmm. as well. Smells good. I'm getting some of that yeasty Mm. characteristic, though. I am as well, but it's not crazy, and I'm hoping that it's even less in the flavor than it is in the nose, but we'll see. Good nose, though. Great nose. Oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. That's good. I don't love it, but I don't dislike it. I mean, yeah. I probably wouldn't choose this again if I went there because there were were a a lot of interesting looking beers that they had, but as far as a hazy IPA goes... I'm not offended by it. I'm not tasting it and being like, this is gross. This is too yeasty. This is, you know, the alcohol's out of kilter with what flavor profile it has. It's, um, it's decent. It's just so hard to impress me with an IPA these days. I would say that a lot of the flavors or a lot of the smells we were getting are in the flavor. Mm -hmm. Like that mango, the pine, the pineapple, um, it is sweet. It's got a decent sweetness to it. Also, it has a decent bitterness. It does have a lot more bitterness than I thought. Yeah, um, but it also suffers the same fate as a lot of these hazy IPAs, which is the nose is amazing, but even though the the flavor mirrors the nose, it is way, 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 way dialed down from what the nose is. Yeah, I mean the flavors are there, but they're just like they're low level there. Yeah, so. So you want to talk about our experience there? Yes. You want to go ahead and yeah. take the leap. So we went there. It was a beautiful day, nice and sunny, a little crisp, a little cool. Mm-hmm. And you pull up and you can, it's all outdoor seating. There's no indoor seating right now. Right. And you can pick it to sit on their deck, in the woods or in the grass. And there's tables set up everywhere. It's a lot of outdoor seating, which is nice. It can a accommodate ton, a lot of a people. Ton. Um, and you order your beer on the deck and then you take it, they give you like assigned tables. So they tell you kind of what table to sit at. Um, and we tried what the cream ale. We tried the cream ale. We tried the beer that we're going to be trying last. We tried that Oak age dark lager. And then we tried, what was the, the fourth one that we tried? Cause it was another sour. Yeah, oh, it was a Goza, I think. No, 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 that wasn't the one. Was it another sour? It was another sour. Okay. 
I, I'm going to trust you on that. I can't remember that one. There's another sour. Our last one's a sour. Uh, it was the same in awe of, but it was not. Oh, right. It was a different fruit than Got what it. we're having. Yes, you're right. Was it like guava? I want to say. Know. It was something like guava. It was like a guava or passion fruit, something like that. So those are the four we had, and we did just did a little flight. And they only <clears> do flights <throat> when they don't have a line. Yes. And they have a <clears throat> brewery dog, and they're collecting money for the brewery dog because the brewery dog has <clears throat> cancer. It was just like this old dog just like loafing around, hanging out. Yeah. He had a little bed on the side yeah. of the, where they were serving beer. Um. So I thought it was interesting. They had this, yeah, all the all the beers just outside. Everything was just outside. Mm. And they did a nice job cleaning everything yeah. after they were cleaning everything after we, like, after we were left in between customers. They were cleaning where you were sitting and everything. I was impressed with how big and nice their deck was. Yeah. Like, it's a huge, like, sprawling deck that's very, very nice. And they did a really good job of spacing out all the seating. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's beautiful. Like, on a nice weather day, perfect place to go. So cool. And if you feel so inclined, they had um, picnic tables set up inside the pine forest a little bit. So you could go and sit inside yeah. the trees. Really cool. And then that way you can get some more shade. Um, and then you could also, if you wanted to get cans or growlers or whatever to go, you could then just go around the corner and go into the brewery. And they had their, you know, one one person in there filling orders for yeah, to go. All the to go. Um, have to wear a mask, of course. Yeah. And I didn't catch her name, but she was really, really helpful. She was and really nice. So yeah, I I wanted to buy so much more than we bought, <laughs> and we're gonna go back. We're definitely gonna go back. I think that. Um, I really need to have more elder pine because what we had there was very was impressive. Good. Very impressive. And the other thing I want to say is, this is kind of a weird thing to comment on, but I feel like I need to. Their porta potties were amazing. Oh. I've never seen porta potties this well designed in my life. So now that I mean, <laughs> I, I'll guess, tell you why. I guess it's a nod to them because maybe they ordered the deluxe porta potties. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Spare no expense for your customers. So the porta potty, I know this is really odd that I'm going this in the depth of the porta potty, but bear with me. The porta potty, usually when I've been into porta potties, it's always like it's just this hole. And you just go to the bathroom in the hole and you see that blue liquid mixed with everything at the bottom. It's disgusting. This one, it has a flap that blocks that in the toilet, and it is weight dependent. So if you're in there doing whatever, I was peeing, standing up peeing, I'm peeing on it, and it, I got a certain amount of urine out that it just dropped, and then the flap went back up. So it's weight dependent. In addition, there's also a foot pedal there so that you can, you know, release it on your own if you need to. And then they had water hooked up to it, but with a foot pedal. So you just kind of like, you know, pump it, pump, pump on the foot pedal and it keeps the water coming out. And, you know, they have, obviously have soap in there Do as they well. they have paper towels? Yes. And paper towels. And then a place to throw them out when you got outside. Plus hand sanitizer sitting outside as well. Yeah. It was very well done. And I know it's such a weird thing to comment on, but I was very impressed with the porta potties. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to still hold out for a regular bathroom. It legit is like luxury porta potty. Like I've never experienced a luxury porta potty like that in my life. And all 
every time I use a porta potty, mm. that's the one I want. So thank you, Elder Pine. That's the, that's the standard now for all porta potties. In the I don't want Elder Pine to be known for the porta potties, though. Their beer is amazing. So let's let's drink this last beer. Go for the beer. Stay for the porta potties. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so the last beer is called In Awe of Tangerine and Vanilla, and mm-hmm. it is a fruited sour. Yes. What's the ABV? Five percent. Five percent. All right. And this one, even though it's a black can, they then have a sticker over top of it that's like this burnt orange, basically. But they still have that gold um, lettering on there. So, and we did have this one as well when we were there. Delicious. I'm hoping. I'm hoping it's still delicious. I mean, it should be. We're only what two weeks out from picking it up. So, if it's anything like I remember, it's a Sweet ass beer. Mm, it smells so tangerine-y. It looks like a hazy, hazy IPA. It does look like a hazy IPA. It just it, it looks like the um, seething cauldron, but orange instead of yellow. Basically, can't see through it. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Smells like that tangerine is insane. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I could pick out tangerine. I could probably say orange. But it's so juicy. It's yeah. like the juiciest tangerine orange flavor ever. That, like, even if you put your nose in there and don't sniff, it's getting in your nose. Like, that is how pronounced that smell is. It will worm its way inside your yeah. nose, even if you're not sniffing it. Yeah, it's... And I'm getting the vanilla. It smells like a creamsicle. It does. It does. But I will say, because of how strong that tangerine is... The vanilla is very light. Yeah, it's over, it's overpowered for sure. Yeah, definitely. But it does have that kind of creaminess to the nose of it. And there's a little bit, there's like a lemony tartness in the nose as yeah. well. It smells really good. And taste? It tastes really good. You get a lot more vanilla in the taste. Oh my gosh, you do. Especially on the finish. It's And it's, it is smooth and creamy and it's just... I mean, the fact that you do get a a very quick, sour twang in the beginning of it, but then it backs down with that creamy mouthfeel, the smoothness of how the flavors then start to mix in with that vanilla. Yeah, it's delicious. It's really good. Mm. Wow, that beer is... It shouldn't be that smooth, really. With, like, the smell and how insane that tangerine is and how, like, aggressive it is, it shouldn't be this smooth, but it is. And I'm glad it is. And Rebecca just poured more. Sorry. I'm going to I'm gonna have to remember that because I'm taking that portion out of your pour no, later. No, you're oh, not. I, yeah, I am. Hmm. Yeah, that is. That's very good. So good. Yeah, and when you say, like, a orange creamsicle type, it's like a tangerine creamsicle, basically. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like. I mean, if they called it tangerine creamsicle, people would drink it and be like, yep, 100% on it. I remember whatever the fruit was in the other one that we had tasted a little bile-y. Yeah, I think it was guava. I really think it was guava. So, okay, so now the last thing I'm going to talk about with this are the beers. Uh, They don't have, like, some big list of all the beers because they're a young brewery anyway, so... I'm just going to read you what's on tap at the moment when we're recording this, which is October 3rd. Uh, Their Imperial Radiance, which we're having right now, that's that dark lager, 
uh, oak-aged. Uh, Bine Villain, which is a hoppy American saison. Caribbean Chaser, which is an imperial fruited saison that's 10% ABV. Yeah, that was there when we were there. Jeez, dude. Um, Dying on the Forest Floor, which is a hazy triple IPA, 10% alcohol. And that was available when we were there. I was like, no, thank you. I I don't see myself in, enjoying a triple hazy IPA from anyone. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, maybe when we go again, try something like that. Festival Lager, which is a German-style fest beer. Seething Cauldron, which we just tried. Karuba Villain, which is another fruited saison. That one's 6% and not 10%. They have the In Awe of Tangerine Vanilla still. In Awe of Passion Fruit Mango. That's what it was. That's what it was, okay. Uh, Enthrall, which is a hazy American IPA. The Lotus Eater, which is a hazy American IPA. And the Cream Ale, which we had. And then they have... One, two, three, four taps that say coming soon, and then they have the nitro beers, and all three of them say coming soon. Mm-hmm. So, um, maybe they've just been going through beer super fast. So anyway, let's talk about overall feelings on this brewery, Elder Pine. I think they do great stuff. I mean, what we had, we really liked. I'd like to try mm-hmm. some of their Saisons. Yes. I'm a fan of a really nice Saison, so... I felt tempted to get some while we were there, but once again, we were really limiting ourselves on what we were going to try, so we did just the four. When we go back, I want to try at least two of their saisons because a nice saison I love, 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 so I'm all in. I def- we're definitely going back. We're definitely going back, even if we just go down to just pick up beer. But honestly, if we're going to make that drive... No, we're not going to just pick up might beer. As well we're just- going to... Experience the port of yeah, right? You can. <laughs> Rebecca, you need to because of how much I've you know, them up. Yeah, I've talked these porta potties up like crazy. Like I wouldn't be surprised if people listening to this podcast are like, I have to go to Elder Pine to experience these porta potties. Yeah. I mean experience the beer first and then deposit whatever urine you have in the porta potties because of the beer. But yeah, um so I need to try more Elder Pine. Because, uh, you know, we had a few before. We just had four more of their beer. Well, five more of their beers between when we went there. Well, f- yeah, because we tried four and then the Seed and Cauldron is our oh, fifth. F- four or five. Yeah. yeah we tried five um, beers total. But it's not enough. I need more. And I think, I don't want to get premature on it, but I think that this could end up being my new favorite Maryland brewery. Mm. Just saying. But we, we need to... Make one more trip to find out for sure. So that said... We gotta rank them. Yeah, let's figure out these rankings. Okay, I know my ranking. Yeah, it's not hard for me either. <laughs> and, and it may very well be the same. Go ahead. My number four is the Seething Cauldron. That's the hazy IPA. My number three is the Cream Ale. Mm-hmm. My number two is the... Imperial Radiance. Imperial Radiance. That's the... Which is the Oak Age Dark Black Lager. And then my number one is the In Awe of Tangerine Vanilla Sour. Same. Same. Yep. Well, and that's funny because we were the same on the True Respite yeah. one. And now we're the same on this one. I mean, man, that was a fun trip, wasn't mm-hmm. it? True Respite was cool and good beers and Elder Pine was cool, we good beers. We could just beers. redo that day. Well, I think we will. 
I mean, I'm pretty, pretty sure. The only other we thing will. is where where Daka's down there too. Yeah, where Daka. Now we we thought about doing where Daka, and they're apparently really close to Elder Pine, like two minutes down the road or something, like yeah. super close. You, you, it's by reservation only. Yeah, and we were like not sure about the timing and everything. Yeah, yeah because when we were. We literally were driving down that way to go to True Respite only when during the drive I was like, what other breweries are around there? So considering that was the situation, the fact that we're docking needed reservations, we were like, yeah, we feel like we can't really do that. Yeah. So when we go back down, we'll have to plan for that. And we maybe we can just hit all three. Yeah. So yeah. Awesome. Hopefully people from Elder Pine hear this and hear how excited we are about them and that we're coming back. Because we're going to try more of your beers. We're psyched. Um, but this has been fun. I love this. This is a great beer lineup. Um, and, you know, even though we weren't huge on the Seething Cauldron, it's because it's a hazy IPA. We just don't like that style. And for a hazy IPA, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. I mean, if someone gave that I mean, to we'll me. we'll drink it. Yeah, if someone gave it to me, I'd be like, yeah, I can, I can drink it. That's all right. I can do it. But compared to these other three beers. I know. It's hard to compete. Yeah. It's just like, hmm. Anyway, awesome, awesome, awesome. Uh. Please help us out. Rate us and review us on whatever podcatcher you're using. iTunes helps us the most. Um, if you could go ahead and do the word of mouth thing, just let people know about it. That's a big, big thing to get us out there. And our big social media thing is the Instagrams. Right, yeah, Rebecca? Yeah, which is uh, Brutal Battle Podcast. And if you want to say anything to us or you have ideas about, you know, brewery showcases you want us to do or... Um, formats that you particularly like that you want us to do more of or if you want to send us some of your homebrew because we're still open to that uh send us an email brutalbattlepodcast at gmail.com and i'm pretty quick with responding to people so yeah and even if you just want to talk beer we can do that too but anyway thanks for checking this out and until next time keep it brutal I feel so-